have confirmation that Lightning Max and Smile Man are on their way! Give me that threat level assessment! As you can see, explosions are going off behind me. The wake of destruction left by this monster is at an unprecedented scale. The Hero Association is analyzing the threat level in order to... Guess I'll go. Japanese podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. He's just a guy who's a hero for fun. It's Bill. Cool. He's a fast one. It's Josh. <laughs> I knew he was going to giggle at that one. Thank you. Thank you. And I have trained so hard that I've gone bald. <laughs> My really? name is Andy. Really? What's this? Ow! Okay, I lied on that one. You didn't give me that one just so you didn't have to deal with the cancer jokes. Yeah, huh? I thought about it. <laughs> yeah, I thought about it. I really thought about it. Like, yeah. I was just going to make it worse. Yep. Yep. Hi, everyone. What's up? The band is back together. The thematic three. Welcome to season five of Tuning Japanese. Oh my god, we've gone to five seasons. This is season five. Holy shit, balls. I don't, I can't believe it. After nine years of Wolf Rain. <laughs> <laughs> it was only one year, and, and, okay? And you said Gurren Lagann took forever. <sighs> it did. Hey, life happens, guys. Life does life happen. Life sucks, and it happens, and you just have to live mm. it. We are back with a brand new season. If you are, Jesus. if you missed our finale from season four, or if you are new, uh, you probably don't know what we're reviewing, and that is One Punch Man. One Punch! Uh, if you are brand new to our show, if you're picking up uh, the first episode of a new season, want to try us out... Once again, we are three gentlemen friends from a long time, uh, very long time. 20 plus uh, years. Yeah, a very, very long time, uh, who are talking about our experience and our love for anime. And we, each season is a different show that we review episode by episode. And each season, a, an anime is brought forward by one of us. Mm -hmm. uh, we started with Excel Sai, which was my choice. Bill brought in Trigun. Josh brought in Gurren Lagann. Uh, it circled back to me with Wolf's Reign. And now we're back to Bill. And Bill has us watching One Punch Man. And I don't like anime, so if I bring something, it's worth watching. Right. There you go. And, and, and here's the thing, too. He doesn't watch anime, and he doesn't watch a lot of contemporary, newly released anime. Mm -hmm. You know, that's probably the, the better point. You're, you're yeah. very, out of all of us, you're more of the old school 80s, 90s. Watching something that isn't, you know, 15 years old. Yes, absolutely. Right. So I was actually kind of surprised when you brought this to the table. Given the fact, I mean, I understood that as we talked about in the finale, you know, you chose this in large part because of the, you know, you'd heard about it through Reanimator, right. uh, our friends over at the Reanimator pod podcast, and they made you, it sound so good. Uh, before we get to the background, though, let's talk quickly about some nerd news. Uh, if you want to hear our discussion of Marvel Phase Four from Comic Con, we did a 
damn near 40 minute plus discussion on that that is up on our Patreon at patreon.com slash tuning Japanese. It's the easiest way to support our show monetarily to make sure that we can pay mm-hmm. for hosting mm-hmm. uh, and equipment and everything that we need. So definitely go check that out once again, patreon.com slash tuning Japanese. Nerd news time. Uh, the Switch Lite has been announced. The Switch Lite is an iteration uh, to the now, I believe, how long is it? Switch about two, three, three years? years? I, I think, think three years at this I think point. It's been three years. Um, of the Switch, and it's going to be a handheld only device. It's not going to. It's going to lose its Switch switchiness. Right. You can't connect to the TV, but it's at a, a lower price point. It's going to be hundred dollars less. That doesn't switch. Right. So it's, it's a. It's a. <laughs> the Nintendo doesn't switch. Yes, the Nintendo doesn't switch. <laughs> I saw somewhere online someone said uh, they really fucked up. They should they should have swapped it and called it the Light Switch. Instead of the Switch Lite, uh, which I which I really appreciated, uh, it is going to come. They're going to call it that yeah, anyway. Yeah, uh, it is going to be hundred dollars cheaper, so it's going to be a okay. uh, an easier. Um, it's only two hundred dollars easier to get in on that, especially for parents that want to that have kids that want to play, but they don't want to shut give their them. kids up for a while. Yeah, I, well, that I was just saying, like, don't want to give them their three hundred dollar like device uh, that they could easily that, break. They and, also take, be, and also take up the TV. They could have called the short. Right, absolutely. So, so my wife would like me to have this. Yes, your, yes, your wife <laughs> would want you to have this instead. Instead of my PlayStation. Um, it's supposed to have a better battery life, uh, okay. significantly a couple hours more, which is so. awesome. It's going to be a little bit smaller, so carrying is going to be a little bit easier. Switch is a little bit of a, a, little of a big system. Will it play better online than previous Nintendo consoles. Uh, the Switch the Switch has had problems and issues with that. So it is going to come in three different colors. It's got like a cool light blue, uh, a really neat yellow color, and a gray. It doesn't have detachable Joy-Cons, unlike like the regular one. Uh, so it is just kind of its own handheld system. It has attached Joy-Cons. Yep, atta- everything's attached. It's, it doesn't come unattached. Uh, it is built in a way that I think will be a little sturdier for younger hands that might accidentally drop and stuff too. So that is coming out uh, on uh, September 20th. The big bare hands will get mad and twist it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it also corresponds with the redone version of Link's Awakening coming out also this, on that same Was that the one on the Game Boy Color? Yes. Fuck that game. That's the, oh, it's so good though. That's the one That's the one that has the biggest ire from Bill because of the one glitch yes. that Bill hit. The glitch will not be there anymore. And it looks adorable. You should look at the art style. It's, it's it kind of looks like you know those like old Frosty the Snowman claymation kind of things. They kind of made it look like that, but a little cleaner. Like huh. it's, it's it's actually looks it looks really cool. Uh, essentially, they've they've got a thing in where you uh, can create your own dungeons uh, and then run through the dungeons and stuff. It sounds kind of cool too. So I've never been good at stuff like that. But but I mean, Link's Awakening. That's one of the two. Do they include nut cages? Uh what? <laughs> Build your own dungeon. I'll stop that. Uh, so what, that what is... dungeon's a dungeon without a nut cage? Oh, good lord, that's my nerd news. Bill, do you have any nerd news uh, for us this week? Lightning collection. Yes, talk about that real quick. I want to. I want to. I think the people should know. You're about You're the this. one that 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 knows most about it. Yes, uh, wave two of the Hasbro Lightning Collection, the collector's grade Hasbro Power Ranger figures, mm-hmm. uh, analogous to Star Wars Black Series or Marvel Legends. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've announced season um, wave two, mm-hmm. which is going to have Beast Morphers red and gold from the current show, uh, Magna Defender Ooh. from Lost Galaxy. Sure. I think it was Lost Galaxy. Yeah, I think it was. Yes, um, it's not Mighty Morphin. I'm not sure. Which is kind of cool. Pink Mighty Morphin. Okay, okay. that makes uh, sense. That makes a whole lot of sense. It does only have the Kimberly head. Doesn't have a cat head. That's what I was about to ask. Was it going to be Kimberly or cat? Just Kimberly. Wow. Okay. Coming comes with uh, the bow, obviously, and then both an arrow and a pink lightning effect to go in the bow. Cool. Okay. They have also showed announcements of 
a two-pack between Green Ranger, which comes with the Sword of Darkness when he was evil. Ooh. The big kind of scimitar yeah, thing. I, I yeah. too. Um, and a putty. Ooh. Which, who doesn't need a putty? Right. There's also the Comic-Con exclusive. There's also the Comic-Con exclusive. There's, there's two exclusive sets. Oh, okay. Um, Comic-Con announced, for one, apparently Lightning Collection is not going to just be figures. They're going to do some role-play items. Um, yes, that's true. I forgot about starting that. Starting with a adult head-sized White Ranger helmet. Not I, saw, re- I saw Brian Altano yeah. from IGN put that on, and it was hilarious. Um, not really my bag, but... Yeah. Um, but even, some people will get into that. But some people will be into it. And I guarantee even an adult size it probably wouldn't fit in my head. Probably not. But it's neat. I'm glad it's out there. Mm-hmm. Not my thing, but... And yeah, two different exclusive sets that we saw. The San Diego Comic-Con exclusive set. Which none of that stuff stays exclusive, so I'm hoping I can get a hold of it. They were point. they mentioned on the video I watched that if you go online, they're uh, so they're, they're actually like like sending them out outside of Comic Con. Yep. If you be they usually, get on it, they usually do. Uh huh. But they're more like limited edition. Well, not even that. Like hmm. the San Diego Comic Con uh, Metroplex was very readily available. Yeah, they had that at the convention that that I went to, but it was still like two hundred dollars to get. It was yeah. you know throwing thirty Metroplex. Right. Christ. Yeah. Um, it was still like two hundred bucks up Planet Punk Con. But, but anyway. uh I'm sorry, I meant to say Fortress Maximus. The the one that came with the sword. Oh that okay. I bought that oh, I you bought the sword. Okay. Literally the only difference was the sword and I bought the sword for you know thirty 10, bucks or something. Like no it wasn't it was like ten bucks. Oh, okay. I bought a knockoff one from um from China. Mm. The set that's the San Diego Comic Con exclusive was Red Red Mighty Morphin with the Dragon Shield mm-hmm. came packaged with Jason's other form, which was Zeo Gold. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I really hope that's going to be available at some point, because I'd love to have Zeo Gold. Yeah, it took totally. me forever to get Pierre Miter. Mm-hmm. And then the other exclusive that we've seen is coming out is um, Mighty Morphin Black with the Dragon Shield. And that's going to be a Walgreens exclusive. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Nice. Hmm. Nice. That's a rare is one. Is there lore behind him having the dragon shield? He wore it like one time. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, it did happen, but... It was like one fight. Yeah, right? like one very specific... On the TV Mo- series? Yeah. On the monster... Okay. Uh, against the monster of the week. Well, like he was the only one not... Not down for... I don't even remember the, the episode, but... Uh-huh. Basically, it was Zack by himself, and the only thing they could do for him was Tommy could give him the dragon shield. I know that the Tommy figure in the double pack also is going to have all the weapons. It's going to have... When you said the Sword of Darkness. The Sword of Darkness. So the, the Dragon Dagger. It's going to have the Dragon Dagger for sure. But it's going to have all the, the ones put oh, together into the... Uh, no. That's uh, the two, the Jason two-pack. Right, as I said, Jason. You, you said, said Tommy. Tommy. Did I say Tommy? Shit, I meant Jason. I apologize. Yes, That's the, what I meant was The Tommy. Jason two-pack had the um the blaster. Of oh, all the Mega Blaster? The Mega Blaster. Yes. Which really makes me curious if you're going to be able to build the Mega Blaster... Piece by piece? Piece by piece as you get Mighty Morphin figures. Yeah, I don't know. Which That'd be kind of cool. It'd almost be a shame if it didn't. Can yeah. you just make full-size versions so you could do it, too? I mean, they did at one point. There were roleplay toys that did yep, that. Yep, there were. Okay. Yep. Uh, cool, so that's awesome. Josh, any nerd news this week? Yeah, sad. Very sad nerd news. A very tragic moment that um, we definitely need to talk about, I think. Yes. Um, so on July 17th, 2019, uh, earlier this week of, of recording, uh, iconic animation studio Kyoto Animation, also known as Kyo Annie, was attacked in a very heinous way. Uh, a singular individual came into the studio, began uh, spreading 
I'm assuming gasoline or, or some sort of accelerant, and set the studio on fire. 33 people working in Keohane lost their lives. Over a dozen were injured. Now, the individual was actually arrested. He actually was stopped by bystanders who saw him limping away, escaping mm-hmm. the fire. Um, but this is a tremendous hit, not only to the anime community. Keohane is one of the most iconic studios. Probably the biggest title that Bill would know that they created, was, or that they adapted, was Inuyasha. Okay. That's the studio that did Inuyasha. They've also done so many other series of, uh, and movies, uh, Violet Evergarden, mm-hmm. uh, A Silent Voice, which are two of the biggest critically acclaimed series that come out in, in recent years. Full Metal Panic, one of my wife's favorite animes, uh, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, mm-hmm. was a series yep, that, was, right that, was, that was a big one, too. Not only was this a massive blow hit to the uh, um, to the anime community, it was a massive tragedy in Japan because this has so far been the largest uh, massacre in decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the last one that came close were the nerve nerve, nerve gas attacks in Tokyo. So it's it's extremely tragic. Now, I received information from uh, Yada from uh, Reanimator Podcast, our, our uh, cousins stated that the reason, the motivation from this guy was incredibly fucked up. Mm-hmm. That he um, had come up, made up a word, because he was a photographer, and he made up uh, a word to illustrate a form of photography he was doing about, like, sunset or something like that. Okay. Well, in one of their more recent series, uh, Kyoto Anime, uh, in, an, in an anime series that they were creating, had characters using this made-up word for a, a music anime. Uh, okay. Something to do with like saxophones, like smooth. Sa- it was essentially it was baritone sax. Yeah, baritone call- sax. Yeah, barosaku. Yeah, barosaku or something. They yeah. used it as an abbreviation for baritone saxophone. Okay, mm-hmm. but he used this word for some other reason mm-hmm. as a technique for taking a picture of a train or something. Right. right. Yes. So thank you. same word with vastly diff- different etymology. Right. Right. But Which this- can exist in language. Right. Yes. You can have that. That's allowed. Yes. But this guy ended up attacking Kyo Anne. Because he saw um, in the area they were um, they had subways subway trains with images of that specific anime that right. he saw, and it, I guess he it, tri- it triggered. Yeah, and a yeah. way to, to do anything. And Bill, I think you illustrated right. He was already unstable to begin with, but this being the catalyst is just horrific. Yeah, I agree. Well, when you're crazy, you're crazy, and you're gonna do. Something bad. What, whatever it is that you're set out, or you're going to yeah. try to do whatever yeah. it is that's set out in your brain. It seems like a minor, like a really weird justification, but anytime you go on a mass killing, killing spree of strangers is not good justification. Right, right, absolutely. So, I mean, it's, I know it's easy to say, well, that was such a dumb reason, but, eh. Now, now of course, this this raises a lot of questions. Will Kyo Anime NA, um, return? One of the big things about Kyoto Anime that, um, at least on the article that I had mm-hmm. uh, posted, was that um, it distinguished itself over other animation studios in Japan because they chose to pay their artists an actual salary as opposed to the the trend in Japan, which is piece uh, piecework. Mm-hmm. They they get paid per piece. Yeah, they were trying to be trendsetters amongst they. Let's face it, the the, well, the animation industry in Japan is very sweatshoppy. 
It is. I mean, we saw episodes, uh, that episode of Excel Saga that, mm-hmm. you know, Mocking talked about that. It. We did that bonus episode where we reviewed the Sailor Moon episode where they were working in an animation studio and making fun of the conditions they for the, the magic artists. pencils. Yeah. It's just a horrible tragedy. Now, I, I hope, I hope that KyoAni does rebuild and does mm-hmm. return from this. They've got such a strong pool of shows that they've uh, like that they were licensed to to work with that they may be able to pull bounce back from this it's hard to say but it's regardless whether it's a you're a fan of anime or just a you know a fan of humanity this has just been a very terrible week and i am i'm saddened to to you know talk about this because it's just it's horrible there are uh i know i saw Friend of the show, Jessica Calvello, post in her Facebook group. There's like some different organizations taking money for donations for families. Right. Um, so if you're interested in uh, helping out in a monetary way, um, you can search online. Obviously, look for what what would be a legit sort of. Is that like, something we can put in our show notes? Yeah, uh, I will try. Uh, to, I'll try to find a link to the GoFundMe that I saw, and I'll try to put that in the show notes. Also, um, put it on the Facebook page. too. I can also put it on the Facebook page yeah. too. I'll see if I can I can hunt that down again. Yeah. Um, but definitely, if you're interested in helping out um, with you know, in some some fashion with this tragedy, um, you know, you can't obviously change what happened, unfortunately. But you can, if you have the the means to try to help support the people. Yes, I mean um, this this is just a a very terrible moment. Um, and as right. I said, not just yes, it's probably one of the darkest days of of being a uh, fan of anime. But this is also a very dark hour for Japan itself. Mm-hmm. As I said, they have not seen a tragedy of right, this to that scale. Level. Yeah. So I think it's about time we, we do move away from that, though, unfortunately, yeah. and, and get into our first episode of Season 5. All right. Everyone just, really quick, deep cleansing breath. <sighs> One punch! Okay, and and before go. we get into Episode 1 of One Punch Man, Season Jeez. 1, The Strongest Man. Time to Strongest man. some facts. All right, I've got Wikipedia pulled up, and I'm ready to go uh, yeah, here. Yeah, so... All I, right, so One Punch Man... Yeah, we didn't know you were going to show up, so he did it. So I... Didn't think you were gonna be here today. You're demoted. Uh, so 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 I I love that you have Wikipedia up, but I got the Wikipedia. Page. I see. So so help me out when I screw up, because I'm gonna okay. probably screw up left and right. All right, I, you're still important, buddy. I love, I love you. you too, man. Oh! One Punch Man did start as a manga. Actually, I don't think that's true. Not in its most, tradi- not in in a, most in traditional. In a, a, a web a web manga. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, it, it's still a manga style, but it was a web manga. Right. Uh, it started in 2009, uh, and it uh, obviously started to gain immense popularity over the first three years of its publication mm-hmm. online. Now, it was created by Yusuke Murata. Mm-hmm. It, it did see its publication on uh, Shueisha's Tonari no Young Jump. Uh, website back yes. in 2012 uh, yes. by my source. And around 2012, uh, during that time, that was when they, they did a, a whole complete digital remake mm-hmm. of it. And as it they were producing it, they started then to, once they had enough material, put them into more established, collected, published volumes, uh, paper volumes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as of right now, I do believe they're up to 20 different volumes of stories. Did you know that in Japan, the idea of uh, One Punch Man, which in Japan is One Pan Man, Mm-hmm. Uh, actually harkens back to a children's manga and anime series called Anpan Man, uh, which is about a pastry-headed superhero that fights evil. Huh. Yeah. Where did you find this? I didn't find I, it on Wikipedia uh, at all. Uh, well, 
sometimes Wikipedia, you have failed me! Sometimes there's more information than nah. Wikipedia. We have, there are two seasons of One Punch Man in the anime. Uh, so the first season debuted in October of 2015, and it ran from October until December. It was directed by Shingo Natsume uh, from Madhouse Entertainment. Exactly. Yes. And uh, it was written by Tomohiro Suzuki and did air uh, in America the next year in July, starting on July 16th of 2016 on Toonami. Yes. Now, it is licensed by Viz Media it here is. in the United States. Yes, it is. Yes. So if you want to watch it along with us, you can watch it on Neon Alley. You can watch it more readily available probably on Hulu or Netflix. I know it was on Netflix for a while. It's in sub in Netflix, but, but it's dubbed yes. on Hulu. And I think that's partly because it was part of Toonami and uh, Hulu has that has a partnership. and They, they have that it, agreement with yes, uh, Cartoon Network. With Car- yes. Cartoon Network, so you can get those access to that. Season 2 is wrapping up, I think, right now. It's uh, currently airing. Yeah, actually, I think it's all... It's all completed all 12 episodes of that season uh you can find all of those in subtitles online currently from, currently from april until july of this year mm-hmm. um but they actually made some changes uh it was animated by jc staff yes. who we will remember or fans of the show from early on will remember was who was in charge of excel saga mm-hmm. i didn't remember that better known uh these days for the fate series yes i don't uh, know that and the director changed hands as well uh from shingo natsume to uh, Sakurai, sorry, Chikara Sakurai, uh, and as we talked about, alluded to earlier in the episode, maybe not as uh, it hasn't well received. Love. It has not gotten the love season two, and yeah. it's, uh, there's a lot of complaints that it's that the second season has gone more the shonen route, where the first season is well. We'll get into it more when we actually right. discuss the series yeah. uh, this season at length. Yes, so. To wrap up my notes and my thoughts here, I wanted to go to IMDb and my anime list again, which is where right. we typically go to. Yes. I want each of you to tell me what you think the scores on either IMDb or my anime list. I will tell you that both scores are very close, but not exactly close. What's, what's, what's the uh, scale up to? Ten? Uh, it's up to 10 on both okay. of them. I'm going to say they're both probably hovering around 8.75, if not 9, on, okay. on both. Okay. Metrics. So somewhere between that. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, probably 8. Okay. Uh, like strictly eight. Yeah. Okay. It is actually rated eight point nine on IMDb. Wow. Uh, as well as eight point seven one on my anime list. And to give you some perspective, uh, of all the anime that we've talked about here on the show, it is the highest rated anime on IMDb. Nice. Uh, and it is the second highest anime that we've done on my anime list. Gurren only Lagan's beaten whole... by Gurren Lagann. Um. So, but IMDb you... does have more of a collection of um, outside influences, not just strictly anime. Yes. Um, whereas uh, Mal is much more of just for anime fans by right. anime fans. So the lowest, actually, if you're interested uh, on IMDb of the ones we've listened to uh, is Excel Saga, and watch, I should say, and discuss, uh, is Excel Saga, which has a 7.6. Uh, it has a 7.55 on my anime list. Le- Record of Lotus War OVA, uh, which we never talked about before, has a 7.8 on IMDb and only a 7.48 on my anime list. Uh, so that is the lowest rated one on my anime list that we've watched and reviewed. They just don't understand the classics. They don't. Much like Saitama, I'm sick of backstory. <laughs> one of the things we're going to touch on, especially on episode two. Sick of backstory. Okay, fair. Should we get into our review? Yes. The birds are chirping. Oh, my. Sunlight glinting off a tree and through a tree that is ripe with, um, I'm going to go with pomegranates. I think those are pomegranates. <laughs> okay. 
I'm not sure I didn't pay that close of attention. I didn't either. Uh, the hustle and bustle of a normal city, the monotony, is suddenly destroyed by a pair of massive explosions. Ba-boom! Kazoo, boom, bam! Okay, so the animation uh, initially here is really interesting because they, obviously it's, it's, it's setting up the series, it's setting up mm-hmm. our expectations for it. Um, they do this really cool effect where when you see the people walking down the streets, they don't really, like, animate the faces or, like, they don't really put a lot of effort into yep. animating. Not to the level of what we saw in, like, Excel Saga. Right. But, like, just, like, kind of obscuring. It's very bland. Very yes. bland. Yep. Obscuring um, the, the details. I think that's intentional. But then when you get the explosions. Mouth, shadow dies. Yep. Big explosion. And, when you get to, and then when you get to the creature that we're going to talk about, <laughs> uber yep. details. Yep. Oh, man. Because he is huge, naked, and veiny. Uh, he's and a, purple. He's a fucking Dragon Ball Z character, right? Yep. Like, oh, yeah. Like, that's Piccolo meets, like, Frieza. Kind of, yeah. Okay. And he's smashing his way through the city. He yep. even kind of sounds like Piccolo to me. I could be wrong. I thought he sounded like Dinobot. It could be. It's possible. I don't know. Either way. God, I wish there was someone here that knew who the voice actors were. Right. Hey, shut up. I... Um, elsewhere in the control room, the threat's being assessed. It kind of reminds me of <laughs> Neon Genesis Evangelion. Did you get that vibe? A little bit, yeah. Like, there, there's just, know, like, it's, people it's in the computers. War, it's, it's the war room, uh, you know, scenario, so, I mean, it's it's not... It's the Hero Association. Yep, we hear, that, we hear that Lightning Max and Smile Man are on their way to deal with the situation, and the, no, ver- and the very next situation is their dead bodies at his feet. <laughs> I I would play Smile Man, wouldn't I, in this, if we played the Yeah, game you game. would. Okay, you just definitely. Okay. <laughs> we, we all know what character I would be. If we were going to do a One Punch Man, uh, uh, Bessem. Pretty, pretty prisoner? Moomin, Poonie, Poomin? Moomin. You're not cool enough to be Moomin. No, I am cool <laughs> enough to be Moomin. So we have television reporters, uh, mm-hmm. reporting on the emergency situation. They are. They're in those Excel Saga blue jumpsuits of the yellow. They are! Element. I love it so much! There's our Excel reference. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get it in. And he's letting us know the Hero Association is determining the threat level. And our viewer, that we only see from behind, is a bald head, <laughs> half-heartedly decides, All right. I guess I'll go. <laughs> so good, I wrote that yes. quote down. <laughs> yep. Vaccine, so man, Vaccine Man is indeed voiced by Christopher R. Sabat. I know, Dinobot, that's what I said. Yeah. 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 He's All Might, motherfucker. Yeah, he's Piccolo. He's All Piccolo, Might. yes. He is here. We see a small girl who's crying and looking for her parents, who are probably dead, <laughs> uh, <laughs> while this creature stalks her from behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just as his claws reach out to rip her to pieces, she's snatched away by the bald man from before. Was this before or after we get the backstory? I think it's after. This, no, this, this, this is before. before. This, this is before, before his okay. backstory. Gotcha. Yep. Got you. And Tana Guy tries to win a backstory measuring contest. <laughs> Very unsatisfied with uh, Saitama's answer of, I'm just a hero for fun. Yes, Saitama, voiced oh. by Max Millman. I have to say, I absolutely... Okay, so one of the things I love most about this anime so far is that every character has a backstory. Oh, yes. Yep. They have to tell their backstories in the first few. I freaking love that. <laughs> the minute that they get on screen, I have my backstory. But I love that he also does not care. No. 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 Episode 2 episode, especially. Yeah. Episode 2 is one of my favorite. Um, and it, When we get to episode 2, I love I love the treatment of the whole backstory well, bits. It's interesting because, again, as Bill talked about in our when we kind of discussed this anime a little bit in our last episode... It's making fun. It's yeah. satire. It's yeah. very much satirizing those, those and this, tropes. And this reminds me of Trigun. Like, it's almost like making fun of Trigun, too. Like, there was moments in, there was a, in Maybe, every yeah. episode in Trigun. Yep. There was that moment where it would cut away. Somebody explained who they were. Explained, right? We had an info yeah. dump and explained yep. and, and yep. everything that's going on. Yep. 
the info dump truck can't, can't come and comes and goes yeah. on this show with extremely little fanfare and just as extremely quickly with the villain. Usually. Oh, yeah, it's so crazy. <laughs> so Vaccine Man tells us that he is a creature from the pollution of planet Earth, and he is here to wipe out the va- the bacteria that is humanity. As he tells the story, he gets more and more enraged. He grows oni fangs or tusks mm-hmm, and. Mm-hmm. He gets bigger and badder, and he spikes out and more teeth. And he evolves like a Dragon Ball Z Yeah, character. exactly. He's fun, taking on or his final Pokemon. form. Yes. Or a Digimon. Or the Hulk. I mean, he's Hulk, yeah. Out. Yeah, he's, he's, he's getting more powerful. And he's he starts to scream, him. because of course you scream when you're more powerful. Because of the ki And then, boom, One Punch Man punches him, and the motherfucker's dead. Yeah. No, uh, not, not just dead. He's splody. Yeah, green and purple splatters raining around him. They cut away to a shot of a a panic shot of the city, and and it's just like you see just like the shock wave and all like the windows breaking. Hear the windows breaking. Oh my god, (laughs) blowing away clouds even. I mean, mean, yes. But our hero is less than thrilled about this easy, easy victory. He's really sad. Yeah, he's like, not again. Damn it. And then we get a theme song. Yeah, it's one of the best theme songs in anime ever. What? The Hero. What? By Jam Project. What? Yeah, the hero set fire to the Furious Fist. Or, as Bill always says, the hero, Ikariru Ken Nihono O Sukero. I do say that every chance I get. Yes. (laughs) Okay, now, 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 really quick. You're good with that. Have you ever watched, have you actually watched the music video for this song? Just the, For the Jam just Project. the opening, just the opening theme song. No, no, but the actual music video. No, one it's set, it's set in uh, San Francisco, and two, when you look at Jam Project, they look like your dad's band. Um, <laughs> they, they 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 clearly look like they're over forty um, and dead? are not aging well. And, uh, no, not dead, sorry. They, I did look up the except they, for the one chick who's like the the youngest and cutest member of them all. But they, they who's dead. Like, so Not this, dead, except for the one chick. Who's so this up. is an established band. They yes. have they have albums, but they've also done anime work. Uh, they've done a lot of music for Super Robot Wars, uh, as well as Garo the Animation. Uh, those mm-hmm. are the two that like I saw time and time again on their list. So the theme song is playing over just a mm-hmm. montage of him punching shit. Yep. That's it. Just him obliterating things with one punch. Yeah. My favorite part being the very end where he's just walking home with a bag of groceries. Yes. And leaks hanging. Actually, yep. my favorite part is when he's fighting one one of the monsters is a guy with a star head. Yeah, it's like a like a Super Mario star. Yeah. Yes. And he yeah. punches it and it shatters the head. I know. Yeah, it's, it's so like, weird. Well, and, and it's like, like most anime, you're you're going to be seeing all this crazy over-the-top stuff that you probably will, 90% of it, you're not going to see in the actual... It kind of reminds Seriously. me of the Moon Man from McDonald's that we talked about yes. the other day yep. on my stream at twitch.tv slash LemonNerdBoy. I'm affiliated now. Come support me. So, I'll get you bits later. After the uh, theme song, we, yes. are, we have a cold open onto a new scene. Can I say that this is the best villain of all of anime? <laughs> like, <laughs> in, in all of anime. So we have a, uh, we have screams. We have a, to- a toppled stroller. And an annoying laugh that sounds like the kind of thing Josh would do for a role-playing game character. Um, a super generic Japanese businessman is staring, <laughs> <laughs> stares down. It's so good. At, at With his dull, lifeless eyes. A crabby version of Walter Red. <laughs> <laughs> this is crab latte. Crab latte. Yeah, crab latte. We don't find that out for a while, but yes, crab latte. Can we describe, someone has, someone please describe what crab he's, latte is. He's in like. here. It's okay, in here. Yep. Don't okay. worry, Bill. Sorry. Come back. He's it's, just it's just crazy. We have a tidy whitey wearing crab mutant stuck on the top of skinny man legs. 
can I, can I just say that the best like, part of that entire aesthetic is not the drawn on nipples, which we'll get to. <laughs> which I think really balances them out. It does, honestly. but on certain shots, you see little tiny leg hairs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is great. It's just plain it's, man legs. So, gives you the idea that maybe when he was a human, he was like this disgusting, shut-in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. type of character that you see in anime. Like, yep. the, just a creepo. So Crablante calls out the dude staring at him for being a boring businessman who hates his life and tells him he turned to that form by eating too much crab. See, now, yes. usually when ha- whenever that happens, you get a bad case of gout. Or the runs. Neither of those have happened from eating crab, and I've eaten a lot of crab in my life. <laughs> I've heard if you eat a lot of, lot of uh, shellfish, you could, you could get gout. I mean, it's a rich food. It could build up uric acid, but, yeah. I mean, I've never had gout. Worst case of gout I've ever seen. I've eaten a lot of <laughs> liver, and a lot of wine, and a lot of rich red meat, and a lot of mushrooms, and a lot of seafood. And I've never had gout, so. That's fair. Right. If anybody's going to have gout, it's going to be me. 36, though. You're still fairly young. I eat a lot of organ meat. <laughs> so um, he decides to let this guy live. Yes, because he has the cold, dead eyes of it that he does. So he says, <laughs> fine, I'll let you live. Which is great. Because Crumblante's eyes actually look joyful no, it's, and, it's and just, full of life. What's great, it's just like he's just a, he's a Japanese businessman who just hates his life. Yep. It reminds me of Shin-Chan and Shin's dad. <laughs> yep. who, like in every episode, comes home and he's like, the world is pointless and terrible and all I want is beer and to sleep. <laughs> see, and it's just see, like see, they just see, represent now, how see, terrible. Now, now, yep. now just reverse to more oral. Stupid dead-end job. <laughs> Goddamn moral oral. Also, Crablante is more interested in his chosen prey, a big-chinned brat. <laughs> yeah, so at first, when he says that, I'm like... Because I, I, when I first watched it, the very first time, I was like, I didn't know that that was Saitama, the business guy. Right. So right. I'm like, does Saitama have a big chin? Is that what's going to happen here? He's going like, to fight him? And I'm like, nope, it's legitimately just some kid yeah. with Peter Griffin-esque, like... Jowls. I was yes. gonna say like no, not jowl. Jowls are cheeks. Yeah, yeah, this is. He's got like a balls. Nicki Minaj on his uh, oh, chin. Oh Jesus Christ! Okay, uh, let, let's let's back to this really quick. This is um set and it shows it in Japanese, but never we don't get a subtitle on Hulu. It's set three years ago. It, it comes up later. Okay. It does come up later. Yes, yes, but so, down. in in the actual uh, yeah, actually in the spoken yes. dialogue. Yes, let, let Daddy drive. Ooh, <laughs> Daddy. no, Daddy. Daddy, I'm old enough now. I got my learner's permit. Who our protagonist walks into immediately. <laughs> Just coincidentally. Yep. There's the kid. I yep. don't know where. The kid. It's great. The kid just slowly turns his head around uh-huh. the face him, and you just see the giant ball yep. chin. It's so good. Um, we find out that the, cause the hero here asks him, Hey, were you messing with a big crab guy? <laughs> and he's like, hmm. Yeah. yeah. He drew nipples. On the crab shell on his chest. While he was taking a nap. <laughs> That's on the crab guy. It, it kind of is. Um, you think he'd go into the water. And then the sharpie wouldn't work. Yes. And our hero is like, you know what? This kid's weird looking, so I'm not going to get involved. Because this I, isn't really my that, problem. That's a direct quote. Yes. 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 And that, that seems more of a shot at some of Japanese Japanese culture in general, where they are kind of, it's weird. We're not going to mess with it. Hands off. Yeah. Yeah. But then Crabante shows up, and our hero, our protagonist here, mm-hmm. does run in and save the kid. Yeah. Who won't run away because he lost his friggin' soccer ball. It's not the first. Uh, 
It's not the first time we've seen near death or complete death due to a soccer ball. I mean, little Sandora. No, I'm thinking Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh, I'll think of Sandora and his obsession with the soccer ball. That too. Stop kicking that soccer ball around and get there, inside there, the there, there, you got to call back. <laughs> so. so we have a face off between Crablante and uh, the nameless hero at this point. Yes. About whether it's really worth killing this kid. And really, he has claws. He can't use a, a, a rag to wipe his shell yeah. off. Yeah. That and makes, that, that tracks. Yeah. I yeah. love, I love uh, the quote. But, but, but the whole idea too is that I will kill anyone that makes fun of me. It's like, dude, I've how killed, much of a teenager are you? I've killed people for less. So this debate. Yes. Just gives Saitama enough time to remember that Crabwate looks like a supervillain from a kid show he used to watch. And he starts giggling and gets slapped aside for the trouble. Yeah. It pisses Crabwate off. I'm like, yeah, yep. okay. Did, did you just not get out of your high school mode at this point? So now Saitama comes back after getting bitch slapped to save the kid because, well, if he sees Crablante kill that kid, it's just going to give him nightmares the rest of his life. So See, see what happens when you wait? I'm sorry. Better things come. Better <laughs> things come. Oh, I'll try to remember that. <laughs> he's got a little coin purse. It's really adorable. Yep. As he's digging through his coin purse, it's, which is looking so for exact change. I yes. love that so much. That's so good. Well, them gloves are slippery, man. The roof of the supermarket is torn off, mm-hmm. and everybody starts screaming and running around like crazy. Yep. It's another villain attack. Technically, it's two villains attacking. Naked. This has pulled, like, a weird variety of, like, either Trigun or Attack on Titan, like, some sort of... A little of both. Well, given the fact that the giant guy is voiced by uh, Bryce Pappenberg, who does the voice of Aaron Yeager in Attack on Titan... Oh, you've got a good point. You've got that's a good yeah, point not there. surprising. Nope, you're right. I figured that thing was supposed to be a Titan, but then, like yeah. I said, it yeah. a giant dude with a tiny little scientist brings up the Nebraska family. It makes me think of Nebraska's. And he's also conveniently edited by, like, passing clouds and shadowing. Even though he doesn't really have any junk. When no, we see him later, see yeah. But, um, it, but they're shadowing, too. Mm-hmm. So so the regular-sized scientist is the little brother, and he created a serum that turned his bodybuilder brother into this titan. Mm-hmm. Turns out the secret was making it strawberry-flavored, so it went down better. I love that. <laughs> That's such a good quote. Um, what was the name of it? It was something like Super Muscle, uh, the, the Ultimate Steroid. Or yeah, something. it was like the Ultimate yeah, Steroid. That's all we, I, he had a name for it. I, don't remember what, I didn't write it down. See? See? Yet, yet another example why a juiced-up jackass ruins great things. Wow. Some deep-seated issues here. I don't think he ruined this great thing. I still enjoy this great thing. They are together on a path of destruction Keep where it. the devastation is being measured in geographic terms. Yes. Yes! <laughs> Again, this is the disaster of biblical, biblical proportions. As it's pretty much Bigfoot trompsing through the woods, leaving big-ass footprints. Well, he's a giant... You know, a Godzilla-sized creature leaving, you know, yeah. leveling neighborhoods with his feet. Yeah. And he's chanting he, he is the strongest man the whole time. Yeah, I love that. Do you think man, if he tripped and man, fell at one strongest. point, he left a mushroom-sized uh, um, hole somewhere? Possibly. It depends how he tripped. Yeah. Um, Had to go there. Aww. He's naked! No, because we don't we see that he doesn't have any junk. He's kin. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> As we're doing this, you happen to notice our hero is standing on his other shoulder. He just casually it on just, the other shoulder. Hey! Hanging um, he on this big guy. Pan. Well, we don't even talk to him at first. Like, it just pans past him. Like, he's just there. I like, it's panning to the, the, the scientist's well, brother. Because scient- he's monologuing at yeah. this point. We just, it's just very randomly in the back. Just, like, subtly oh. at first. And then he says, put some pants on. Yep. No, no. First he goes, how does it feel being the strongest yeah, man How does that feel? Because he's wrecking cities with, uh, with wind pressure. Yeah. Wind pressure! Put some pants on. Um, <laughs> so good. 
So the I scientist brother starts to yell in the blue jeans. The scientist yells to kill the man on your shoulder, and the Titan obliges. Oh, Jesus Christ. On the wrong shoulder. <laughs> so the Titan's, like, pissed because it's the hero's fault. And so he grabs the man, and he pitches him straight down through a skyscraper, and then has a massive hissy fit, stomping yeah. and punching a... The ground. A mine into the ground. And right. this is the one part where I didn't love the animation. Uh, where they where they did that whole, the, like, super... The punch blurs. Deformed and blurred. Uh, and distorted sort of animation. But again, it's not a was that was that intentional to? It is intentional to, to mimic other animes. Possibly. That's kind of why I took it but as. We're dealing with satire here, so so it's going to be intentional, right? There's going to there's going to be, be intentional. Be I, I, I like just giving you a lesson of satire. <laughs> I know, but it's it's not crazy about it. Hey hey hey! I learned from the best. Who's that? You're welcome. <laughs> Who sings that song? Maui. <laughs> Can't even take a compliment. I mean, I can. He throws a hissy fit, stomping and punching with a giant mine basically stuck down to the ground, and hundreds of square miles of city devastated around him from yep. the, the blows. Mm-hmm. He looks into his palm at the little remains of his brother. Just a blood smear in the middle of his palm so and a terrible. lab coat. <laughs> lab coat. Yep, gotta remember. Lab and he coat. stands there crying, and he says he feels so empty. And here comes the hero jumping back out of the hole, commiserating with him. As he f- flies up into his face, he's like, yeah, I know. It feels empty being really powerful, huh? Punch! <laughs> yep. I know how empty and boring overwhelming power can be. And then he punches him in the chin so hard he, like, distorts, distorts his, his neck into <laughs> Breaks his neck and he... Falls into the city. Well, he's already destroyed everything around him for... Yeah, but that was miles, non-destroyed so. section that may have, had, <laughs> may have been uh, non- not evacuated yet. To which his reaction is just simply... Oops. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Yep, that's you! Break hard. Welcome to the Break Card. My name is Andy, and can you believe it? We are on Season 5 of Tuning Japanese. want to take a second before we get back to our review of One Punch Man Episode 1 to once again just say thank you to the fans. If you are listening to this right now, you are the reason that we are still producing this podcast, that we're still watching new anime, that we're talking about it, breaking it down, laughing, having a good time. And I want to thank you for all the joy that you bring to our lives. And we hope that we're bringing some joy into your daily life as well. So from the bottom of my heart, as always, thank you so very much. If you want to help support our show to make sure that we can keep this going in a monetary sort of way, you can head over to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese, where you can donate as little as $1 a month, as much as however much you're capable of comfortably giving to our show. And each dollar that you donate corresponds to a different level of rewards. Uh, For $1 a month, you have access to all of our bonus content as well as our show notes. And we're going to be releasing a bonus episode, which we mention in this, but I didn't get out before our releasing of this episode. It'll be up in the next couple of days, uh, as well as 33, I think, other bonus episodes for you to check out, once again, at patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. And that's alongside of other physical and other great rewards that you can get for helping to support us and making sure that we can keep going and producing the best show possible. People like Superfan Matt, people like Cameron, people like Brian Nash. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. We might have a big announcement coming up. Uh, I want to keep that kind of close to my chest, but I 
have something that I want to talk about at a later date. And once I know, you'll know, and I'm very excited to reveal that. But things you can know right now, you can go check out the second episode of Tuning RPG, where we broke down and created the character Excel in the second edition Big Eyes Small Mouth role-playing system. You can go check out our Facebook and our Twitter for all kinds of cool extra content. And yeah, just just support our show. Tell people about us if you like us and try to get us into the ears of more anime fans. We would really, really appreciate that. Enough rambling. We got to get back to the second half, which actually ended up being a really quick recording in the second half. We didn't have as much to say as the first uh, half of the episode of One Punch Man. It's an interesting series. It's a popular series. And it's one that... I'm still not 100% sure how I feel, although listening back to this episode, I sure seemed to enjoy it quite a bit. So, hope you are enjoying, and we'll get back to our review of One Punch Man. All right. Anyone going to say we're back? Yeah, we're back for the break. We've been back for like two minutes. Oh, I'm sorry. I was giving you time to like do your thing. Oh, thanks. We're back from the break, guys. <laughs> you're going to do it live? Just, no, we're no. not. We, we never again. We never do it live. We with, do with not have, we do here. not have a MeUndies account. <laughs> Carry on. I mean, I do have a MeUndies well, account. Whatever. <laughs> we come back from the uh-huh. break card. Mm-hmm. It's hot. To another inner monologue. He's uh, he's bothered by the fact that he's not really changing the world, mm-hmm. and he feels like maybe he's lost something important to being human. Um, he doesn't feel emotions when he fights, really hardly at all. Uh, we do get a literal pet the cat moment mm-hmm. uh, to show us that he's a good guy. Yeah, and then and then the cat. Get foes because as he's mulling this over, apparently a wear car <laughs> is in the background. Expositing. What? what is happening in this world? Like, what is going on in this world in which he lives in? Well, Just he, go with it. He, he tells us his backstory, but we don't really hear it because Saitama's not listening. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of drowning it out with his inner monologue. Yep. Yes. Oh, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you while you're expositing. But... Um, he does eventually threaten Saitama, who just casually backhands him to death. <laughs> backhands him to death. Well, he killed Christine. And then he sighs yeah. that he broke his eggs. He's but, like, but hey, he, he comes up with an idea. Yep, he'll just have them over rice. Scrambled yep. eggs over rice. Scrambled eggs over rice. Hey, there you go, man. Silver lining. Mm-hmm. Uh, more inner monologue as he continues with his thoughts. He's just kind of listlessly in his apartment at this point. Laundering around the house, farting in the bathtub, watching TV. <laughs> I love the fart in the bathtub. That's exactly what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Scratching his ass while watching TV, too. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even have furniture. He's, he, he's got a you know little studio apartment. In the morning, though, oh boy. Now we're in for something. Mole men. This is weird. Monsters that wreck his apartment. They rock his world. And it's a challenge. Yep. They're, they're Chthonic-style subterranean monsters that are true earthlings. They tell them that their land is overpopulated, and they know the surface is overpopulated, and they're going to kill everybody on the surface. And they've destroyed 70%. They've already killed 70% of all surface dwellers. Like, that just came out of nowhere. Yep. And they are surprised that they can't punch him to death. They're like, our punches are powerless. He is the first one that's ever been able to not be punched to death by them immediately. Mm-hmm. But we learned that he can one-shot them, and does, with relish. He sets oh. into the army with a spectacularly animated fight. Oh my god, the animation is gorgeous! It is really good. Um, I think it makes a whole, and it's a whole point. And at one point, it looks like they got him even, but he just makes his return to the flames, sets right into him again, and he actually tells us, you know, it, he doesn't literally say he feels the fighting spirit, but that's basically what's going on. I got and, a very Gurren Logon vibe yep, from this oh, yep. scene. Um, and it, just lots of joy returning, and he's just ripping these things to pieces. 
And then the subterranean king himself arrives. Massive! As he's, as he's standing in the rain amongst a mountain of mole men corpses. Yep, yep. And then his alarm clock goes off. Yeah, just up. a dream. And he wrecks his alarm clock and his floor. He, he's not getting his deposit back. It wasn't just a dream, though. The subterranean king is real and he's here. <laughs> he stands about five foot six, though. He, he's a real dork. <laughs> he's a super dork! <laughs> so Saitama jumps off of the uh, our hero. We don't know his name yet. We haven't learned it yet. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, but he leaps off of the... Uh, Leaps off the balcony and gives him the Seth penalty. Yes, he does. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> stomps his head right into the... Uh, curb stomp. Curb stomps him. Yep. The minions are all like, oh my god! They leave a white flag and they, they all do, just... They do, they surrender. Run away. And they're all just like weird half-ass cosplay costumes. Mm-hmm. There's like bag on her head with a couple of well, flashlights they're in like, here. They're like, they're like dwarf <laughs> versions of what he saw in his dream. Well, I know, but in the dream... Faces, well, yeah. yeah, but they, they look crappier too. Yeah. Like in the dream, they're like hoods and dark and eyes. And this and, one, they're like literally wearing like burlap bags with flashlights inside of them. Mm-hmm. They're like little kids. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, that was a really quick second part after the break card. Yeah, it was. It really, really it was, was a lot of fighting. Yeah. That was a lot of fighting. Yeah. Uh, which leads to our closing theme song, uh, Hoshi Yori Saki. No one cares about the closing Mitsukete theme. It's pretty. Uh, Geru. I like okay, that better, yeah, actually. Yeah, it is. Kinda, uh, which, it's, which, it's which quiet. It translates to I'll Find It Before the Stars for You nice. uh, by Hiroko Moraguchi. And it is, I like that, that theme a lot better than the opening theme. Bullshit! I personally... I like both of them. I personally like it better. I'll fight you. Okay. Um, but... <laughs> You'll we're, lose. We're not done. There is a post-credit scene. Ah, yes. Yep. Every episode has a post-credit scene. Uh, we see a man surrounded by dead cattle. Yep. And he's, he's got... Ominous ...robot looking. arms, and it looks like he's probably some sort of villain. Emaciated cattle. But we'll find out next time when we review episode two... The Lone Cyborg. Uh, and also, one of the things I really like, which I love when anime does this, when they show, like, the preview for the next episode. And it's not, you don't actually see anything. Right. It's just, it's just a, a, a narration. Yeah. It's the narr- and the It's Crablante. Yeah, the narration. Well, every episode is the monster of the week. Yeah, I noticed that that was starting up a trend, because I only watched the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I noticed that the second one would be the villain from the, the second episode as well. So yeah, that was episode one of One Punch Man, The Strongest Man. And now is the time on the show where we talk about our thoughts and impressions of this show uh, in this episode. So, Bill, what do you think of Start? I've seen this first episode a lot, probably more than any other episode of the, the series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I still enjoy it every time, even watching it again today to get ready. And, yeah, I mean, it, it was hilarious. It sets the tone. You see there's more to the story and the thoughts in it than just, than just the spoof, just the humor. Mm-hmm. I know the animation is inconsistent at times, but I'm I have a lot of faith in this that it's all intentional. You can really tell that who created this series and uh, even moreover by uh, Madhouse's work that you really care, they really care about what they're creating here. You know, they don't half-ass it, they don't they don't come up short in any of the elements that, that they're establishing, and, and they establish the elements very well here that yes, here it is We've got the guy of all guys. One punch. He will he will wipe out anyone with one punch. And what does that mean? Your life is fucking dull. Mm-hmm. Even with these fantastical things going on at all times, it's still just, you know, punch. Oh, fuck, man. He punch. He punch, man. <laughs> and it's, it's great. I, mean, I think it's a great way to start a series that, one, yes, is great satire, but two, 
can give you a lot of analysis to, to really kind of give a deep dive into these tropes that we see in shonen anime, these, these tropes we see in action uh, series all the time with the one unbeatable godlike character. And what does that mean to everyone else? And, and especially when you create your one unbeatable godlike character to be kind of flimsy as a character himself, mm -hmm. which is what Saitama is. Saitama is uninteresting in every other aspect. But then when you get your, your side characters, when you get Genos, when you get Moomin Rider, when you get uh, Speed of, uh, Speed, what is it? Speed of Sound Sonic. Most main characters are, aren't interesting. Right. There right. are most shows that I watch that I don't give a shit about whoever the main character is. Mm -hmm. Bond. Uh, you know, I mean, you, you get all these great, you know, when we get to these characters later on, they're far more interesting. But, but the thing is, though, Saitama is... His uninteresting characteristic is done for comedic effect, and it's very well done. I mean, you could see, like, the seeds of what could be an interesting character, and you see that actually in the animation as well. Time and time again, throughout the, throughout every episode, you'll see a stark change from the very plainly drawn mm -hmm. animation of his face to the more detailed animation of his face, where you see the more interesting character that could be coming out. Right, I agree. The animation choices are very deliberate. Yes, this this is a great great episode. I think it's the best episode of the series, and I I really enjoy it. My general thoughts: I, I I enjoy it. I think it's fun. I laughed a lot. I enjoyed it. Has it fully hooked me yet as a series that I have not watched all of? No, not completely. I'm but I'm not going into it like with a oh this is bad or something. I'm going this is okay. This is good. I enjoy it. I'm laughing. I'm having fun. I'm having quite a bit of fun, but. I just, I'm waiting to see where the narrative goes. And I think once I see where the narrative goes, hopefully I won't be disappointed. I feel like I'm not going to be disappointed mm -hmm. by the narrative. Mm -hmm. I just need to keep watching, I think. Yeah. You're not, uh, you're not weeping because of puppy death. Right. So. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, it's definitely, it's a nice change of pace from how grim and depressing the last four <laughs> episodes of Wolf's Reign was, where I was sobbing every time I watched a new episode. Right. So wait, 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 I wait, prefer wait. the laughter. Let, let, let's see, let's just test that out real quick. Toboway. I kind of miss Toboway a little bit. Oh my god, he's still <laughs> Your Pokemon character? I, oh, I miss right. him. <sighs> Twitch.tv slash LemonNerdBoy. Um, so that is episode one. Of, of One Punch Man, which is the strongest man. Uh, we'll be back next time with episode two, which is the lone cyborg. Uh, but before we do that, we gotta get out of here. We gotta go. Yeah. We're running long. We gotta go. Yeah. We gotta punch. We gotta punch. We gotta punch. <laughs> uh, and yeah. thank you for tuning in to Toonie Japanese, the podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. And I have trained so hard that I'm gone bald. My name is Andy. Lies. And I'm a fast one. Yep. Yeah, I'm Josh. And I'm just a guy who's a hero for fun. I'm Bill. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. You're going to go eat eggs on ice, aren't you? Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on youtube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. 
You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Seriously, be like these great patrons. Superfan Matt, Brian Nash, and Cameron Baer. dead hey kid were you messing with a big crab monster uh, while he was sleeping out in the park i drew some nipples on his chest it's definitely him he has no idea what he's done what do i do i could still help but huh? this kid's kind of weird looking it's none of my business really i should just walk away <laughs> right I mean, who really cares anyway? Found you! What the hell am I doing? Uh.